White Sox back in the win column tonight. We'll be breaking it all down here on Locked on White Sox. And this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Coming up on the holiday weekend here, you and the family probably thinking about hitting the road one last time. But you better make sure everything in your automobile is running tip-top shape. And before you do that, don't go to a big box auto parts store. Simply go to rockauto.com. You see, with the ever-increasing numbers and makes and models of vehicles, It's now impossible to stock all the parts your car could need at a traditional chain storefront. Why endure those pointless or seemingly irritating, intimidating questions? Is your car an LX or is it an EX? Uh, You know, you wait for the counter guy to order the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. Why do that when you've got computers with access to rockauto.com? As a matter of fact, you got one right in your very pocket. You see, rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly go in and see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. And the easiest part, you just go in there, add it to your cart, pay for it, ship it, and that's it. No need to log in with an email and then all of a sudden you don't remember what your password was. None of that with rockauto.com. It's so easy to use. And that's why I love it so much. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. White Sox! White Sox! Go, 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 go! Call your sons, call your daughters! Holy cow! You can put it on the board! Yes! Yeah. Well, it's a perfect game! Win Echo, Grand Slam! A White Sox winner and a World Championship! The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey. And the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox podcast with Tanny and Herb. Tanny and Herb. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Sox after my favorite, Sally Field's favorite, Pat Tillman's favorite, Lamar Odom's favorite, Score of all time, 11-6. to The White Sox beat the Royals to take the first game of a four-game set. My name is Herb Lawrence. With me, as always, it is Chris Tannehill. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Oh, I was eating my feelings, and I had a chalk and malt, and I feel real good. Let me ask Bill Walton how he's feeling. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Dutch Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. Absolutely. Sox back in the win column tonight. Winners by a score of 11 to 6. As you mentioned, they move back to just a half game behind the idle Cleveland Indians for first place in the American League Central. All right, let's just uh, explain our absence from uh, from the podcast last night, from the pod uh, last night. Um, so that game against the Twins, the rubber match, pretty much went down as we thought it was going to go down. I was... I was hopefully and cautiously optimistic about it, and I thought, okay, here's Ronaldo Lopez's chance to step up and 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 and, and turn into a man for all to see. Um, that did not happen. So, what happened last night, Herbie? When uh, when did you uh, when, when did you figure out that we were going to call off the pod last night? Tell, tell the audience how, how how we came to this decision as a group. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember. It was. Um... In the middle of the game, I no, believe. no, it was the middle I'm of middle, middle of Ronaldo's let's, outing, maybe. <laughs> oh, the second inning. Yeah, let's see. 
I got an email for, or a text from somebody. Let's see who sent me that text. Let's see. It's, yesterday, it's me. the game started at a 7.10 Central Time. So yesterday, I got a text from somebody at 8.04 that said, I'm done. <laughs> and I was like, I wish I would have sent it first. <laughs> because I said, got it. Lopez absolutely sucks. But his defense didn't help him tonight. Dog shit at bats also. I'm like, we're swinging at sliders and the left-handers batter's box. We were on 10 at 8.04 last yeah, night. Yeah, dude. So, oh, uh, and then, like, like, and, like, who's, like, we, the one of the things I'm tripping off of is, I don't, you don't want me on here. MFing people, <laughs> talking shit about people. Well, here, here. you want me on here, you know, if they deserve it, not about the people. Last night I would have been talking personally about people. <laughs> so you're luckily we didn't do a pod. We don't well, do one every night. Here's the thing. Let's go let's let's backtrack a little bit. So we're in a bit of a conundrum from a content standpoint because you people <laughs> don't download and listen to the pods when they lose, which I get, but, you know, I also get, like, you know, Misery Loves Company, so we try to provide an entertaining podcast after a tough loss, like we did that first loss of the Twin Series. I thought we were still entertaining and, you know, reasoned, and, you know, it was fine, but, you know, you guys didn't show out. You guys didn't download that episode as much, like, not nearly as enough as a as a regular win. Like, I bet you tonight is going to double the, the downloads from the other night, so that we automatically go into it thinking, okay... People are not going to want to hear us shit on the socks for half an hour, you know, because people are mad. They want to move on and get the bad taste out of their mouth. So you guys put us in quite a spot. But last night, for sure, I was in no position to want to record. It was I don't think that that ball that Donaldson hit in the outfield to drive in two. I don't even think that that ball had hit the ground yet. And I texted Herb, I'm done. No pod tonight. And you know what? I have no regrets because I got a good night's sleep last night. I took some melatonin. I was in bed before 11 o'clock. I, I woke up at a decent hour, got some work done here, and uh, I feel nice and refreshed throughout my day, and I wasn't a, a big of a curmudgeon as I normally would be after a bad Sox loss staying up late at night. So, yeah, that's a little backstory behind that uh, loss last night. You know, I think maybe a lot of you do want her to MF people on the podcast every night, but that that would grow pretty – we'd grow old of that pretty quickly, I think. As we we yeah, like to keep it – says you can't just be bringing out the driver all the time <laughs> that's a uh, Lloyd lightfoot's thing as he made the great analogy tour i'm not a, always a driver guy sometimes i want to put out the pitching wedge the nine iron and tonight just the nine iron for me yeah that's all. so let's go back a little bit so ronaldo lopez uh, he did not have himself a particularly good night in the twin cities last night his final line against the twins an inning and two-third, four mm. hits, three runs, just one of them earned, two walks, two strikeouts. That's fine if you're a, a, a long man in the second game of a doubleheader, I suppose. Um, so he gets pulled out of the game early. We all knew where that one was trending. He could not spot the fastball. And I don't know what to do for you if you can't spot the fastball. And This is year, what, this is year three of him? Three. Yeah. Um, I, Boy, I'm really just changing my tune on Ronaldo Lopez here. Even though one of the last episodes I said, yeah, I think he probably projects out to be a bullpen guy. But he can't even be a bullpen guy if he can't spot the fastball. You know, they were spoiling all those secondary pitches and the defense didn't help behind him. But 
I didn't even know what happened during the game and what happened post-game, which you alerted to me today when I saw you at work. What happened? What did Ronaldo say in the post-game that kind of adds an extra wrinkle to this? We should mention, by the way, he was optioned to Schaumburg this afternoon. Bernardo Flores called up, and he made his Major League debut tonight. We'll get to that in a second. But do you think what Ronaldo Lopez said post-game uh, had anything to do with their decision? Because it was a very unsocks-like decision to to act this swiftly in, in, a, in terms of personnel, especially pitching personnel. Yeah, I think what he said last night, and I'll get to it in a second, definitely had an effect of him getting sent down to Schaumburg to work on a couple things. I mean, also, it was kind of like the Dane Dunning start, the thing where he would not be pitching in the next five days. So, And they have an off day on Monday and Thursday, so it would be a time for him to go down there and work on the things that he needs to work on. What Ronaldo said, and I'm going to paraphrase, is pretty much – I don't know why Ricky pulled me. Uh, we agreed upon 90 pitches and why he pulled me in the second inning type of shit like that. I was like, because you couldn't find the strike zone. You were wild. Yeah, you got out of that first inning, but it With took some help. you. Yeah, exactly. It took you. Yeah, the, the umps and the people in New York helping you out because Timmy did not touch second base when he had the possession of that ball. And that inning should have stepped, kept on going with you uh, giving up a run there and people still batting. So, yeah, you weren't good. And for you to blame Ricky for taking you out early, you haven't proven that you have enough, like, that you're going to persevere through that and pitch well. So him taking you out, I had no damn problem with that. You had your shot. You knew it was a big series and a big game. And you failed. So to talk smack, talk spicy after that to your manager, about your manager to the media, no, sir, no, sir. And I think that has partial uh, effect here because of him talking, got sent to Schaumburg, but also Dane Dunny got sent to Schaumburg after his first start, and it was a good start, but because they had really no use for Dane because of off days and such, he got sent to Schaumburg for some extra seasoning. This, I think, also for Ronaldo Lopez, because they have an off day both on Monday and Thursday of next week. There'll be no use for him. Yeah, he's had nothing, you know, the carrot and the stick philosophy of, of, of disciplining. He's had the carrot here for three years, and now maybe they believe that it's time for him to get a little bit of the stick. You know, he's been living the Major League lifestyle ever since he got here from from the Nationals, and he's gotten every single opportunity to work through all of his problems, and now you're seeing guys that, that are passing him up that have been around for less time, and Lucas Giolito been around the same time figuring out his issues, and it's, just, it's unfortunate because it, I don't think it's a, it's a lack of want to because you see him in, in the dugout talking to Giolito, who's becoming the clear leader of the staff in, in more ways than one, not just on the field performance, but also helping other guys out. You see him helping C's too. But yeah, with, with Ronaldo, it just, you know, I don't know how we're still, this is still, these are problems that you have with a pitcher that's still battling through his rookie season. Stuff like spotting the fastball and, and pitching with poise and, you know, and, and you know, not 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 you know, not getting the ball and throwing it. You know, I always thought that maybe that would be a good option for him is like, you know, less time in between pitches. You know, not all guys work that way, but maybe for, for him that would be an option. Just get it and throw it. Stop thinking too much out there. Um but yeah, we'll we'll see how that shakes out with him. We'll see the next time we see him. Um, but after Bernardo Flores called up, I, I don't know what they do. Uh, if he stretched out enough to, to make a start per se, you know, they're in a tough spot here 
again, there's only a, less than a month left here in the season, so there's really not a ton of times that you would use that spot in the rotation, but they've, they've got some issues, and it seems like Ronaldo Lopez is not going to solve those issues uh, before this season ends. So if anything, it's a, it's a it's an opportunity for them in the offseason to bolster that rotation a little bit. If they if they want to stretch out Matt Foster for next year, maybe you know do that. But they, they need some help in the starting rotation because you see the ceiling on this team is pretty high. Uh, if, you, if you're if you able to go out there every five days and have a guy that's capable starting for you because the offense is going to score some runs, but you got to save that bullpen, man. And, and Ronaldo, he's trying to get Jimmy Cordero killed out there, man. <laughs> And then I found out Jimmy Cordero pitched in that game last night after the yes. fact. <laughs> Jesus yes, Christ. for no damn reason. So it was just oh god. Yeah. So much much better result tonight. They they win eleven to six, and we'll get to it in a second. But there was more interesting things that came out of the uh, of the pregame Zoom chat. We've been talking it seemingly all year about Yohan Moncada not looking right, his injuries. So. As you all know, he he entered, you know, he came to Chicago and he tested positive for COVID nineteen, um, and he had a Zoom chat today, and we're all just kind of speculating what's going on with him. And he says this quote: "My body hasn't felt the same after the virus. I feel a lack of energy and strength. It's a weird feeling. It's different. When I got to Chicago, I was feeling strong and with energy. Now it's a daily battle to find that energy to go through the, throughout the day." He also says, it's been the same since I came back. I haven't had any chance to get better. I just feel a lack of energy. I'm weak. I can't play at full strength. We're trying to control it. This is about his leg. It's something I have to deal with. It started after the season began. I was feeling pretty good during summer camp, but when the season started, I felt discomfort in my legs, and it's progressed. It feels uncomfortable all the way around. I can't move as freely as I usually can. It's something that bothers you, but at the same time, I try not to pay too much attention. It affects me most when I'm running. That part is clear. Um, the offense has dipped a bit, but it's it's really clear uh, when he's got to leg out a double or or make any type of uh, of athletic play in the hole at third. So things starting to make a little bit more sense. Again, when you're talking about the coronavirus, there's so much still that we don't know about the lingering after effects. Like we may we we've heard about hear about treatments now and potential vaccines down, you know coming down the pipeline, but we still don't know how it affects everyone. Uh, after the fact and this this makes a lot of sense because even though they could never say before the leg injury like oh yeah he's just not feeling himself like now it's it's all uh, become more clear uh, that what he's going through and it's really unfortunate and uh, all I can say is as you know I, I hope he gets some rest I hope they find a way to use him sparingly I hope the offense can pick it up for him and they certainly they 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 can throw in maybe Mendick at third base or Yolmer sparingly, but we're getting to the stretch run here, man. It's going to be really tough to give him extended period of time off. But it goes back to what we were saying the other day. I wish they would have just IL'd him last week so he can get some good rest. Uh, Herbie, I mean, do you have any type of I don't I don't even know what you could say about this because there's so much we don't know about it. But as you know, going forward, I think this is the best Moncada that we're going to get, the one we have out there right now. I mean. Still, this Mankata is a top 50 player, I think, in F4 right now. But, uh, yeah, it's a, a mysterious virus that we don't have all the answers for. And if he says he still feels weak and it takes him a long time to gain some strength, this is a very, very scary thing. Um, there was a report out from Penn State that 30 to 35% of the people who had COVID in, on their campus, their athletes who had uh, COVID, uh, got some type of myocarditis also with it, which I think is a, a large area of the heart, which is very scary. The otherwise healthy students 
and who are athletes getting this very scary uh, heart disease. It's, it's, you know, I don't know how to treat this. I don't know how to have Yohan feel better about it. If he needs 10 days off to regain some strength, to rest, to not be on his feet, to not be actively doing things. Maybe the same thing for Noah Mazar. That might be a answer for his lack of power this year. And Yohan has only hit five home runs, I think, this year himself. But they've been rocket shots early. And maybe the disease has um, worn him down as late and subsequently caused the injuries that he has gotten um, and been slowed down and hampered by. So, uh, you know, I, on the other hand, I'm looking out there to Washington where Juan Soto is becoming an MVP candidate after he came back from COVID. So it varies right now. And we don't know all this disease and all this virus can do to the human body. So I think we need to slow down as Yoan Mankata needs to take off the rest of the year to feel better. I want Yoan Mankata, the person to feel better. The player can come back if he wants to, but I don't want to be pushing him just so the White Sox can be a better team. He had a serious illness, a serious virus that, like we've been saying, who knows? One day he could be just the 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 pitcher of health, and then the next day just sapped of energy. This is a tax the lungs, and of course, a tax the heart. These are serious organs, and I don't want the man to be feeling this way. If he is currently still feeling this way, he should be sitting out. He should be DH'd or IL'd, whatever they call it now for however long he needs to do it and we'll we'll survive. We'll we got enough thump in this lineup and enough defense in this uh team to go without Yoan Mankata for a good stretch. Yeah, it's especially a nice, now. Yeah, it's a nice luxury to have as as it sits right now the White Sox are sitting at ninety eight point eight percent chance to make the playoffs according to fan graphs. So, you know, I was thinking about just oh, why don't you just, you know, I L him until the end of the season, but then you're talking about you know, uh, timing issues going into the playoffs, and you don't want that. But I still think it's on the table of them just sitting them down for a week here, um, and, and and I don't think they would miss too much doing so. Um, moving on, other other roster transactions. Uh, busy day for the Sox today. Our guy White Sox Dave, uh, the first to report, the Sox signed Pedro Strope to a minor league deal. White Sox Dave says, quote, uh, pretty sure this hasn't been said yet. <laughs> so he always uh, breaks news on Twitter so eloquently. Uh, but yeah, Pedro Strope, of course, you guys know him from his time with the Cubs, a World Series champion. I regard him as one of the most underrated baseball players in Chicago history. Uh, his accomplishments, what he did with the Cubs since coming over in the Jake Arrieta trade in 2013, it, five of his seven years that he was with the Cubs, he had a, a below three earn run average. He, he was just awesome, a big part of that bullpen, a part of the Cubs' success for so many years there. And, you know, not horrendous in his brief stint with the Reds in four games, uh, two and a third innings pitch, uh, one hit, three runs, only one of them earned, uh, six walks, though, uh, and three strikeouts, good for an earn run average of 3.86. So Pedro Strope going to be in Schaumburg. And you got to think that's just to to bolster this current state of the bullpen right now after it's been pretty taxed over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and he hasn't pitched that much. I mean, he pitched in Cincinnati when they released him, so he's got a fresh arm now. I don't know how good that arm is now that it's been 
used so much in Joe Madden's bullpen a couple of years. And last year, he wasn't at the guy that he was in years previous. So he might just be done. But it doesn't hurt for the White Sox to put him in their alternate site and see what he's got. And maybe if they get injuries or guys that are not performing at the major league level, see what a major league veteran like Pedro Strope has for them. Doesn't hurt. Might help. Absolutely. So White Sox winners tonight. 11-6 to six in Kansas City. This one felt a lot, a lot better, didn't it, Herbie, whenever you get to play the Royals? Well, I just want to whoop him every time for him. And they whooped him tonight indeed, Tim Anderson. All right, where should we start tonight? Let's uh, let's start with Dylan Cease, who was on the mound today. Five innings pitched, four runs, three of them earned, uh, two walks, one strikeout only, not good. He was hit around a little bit, uh, hit around quite a bit, pretty hard. And lowers his uh, earn run average to three two nine on the season. What'd you make of Dylan Cease's outing tonight? Just like his reg- other outings, you see the talent. You see why people have a high opinion of him. He's better than Ronaldo Lopez because he can get himself out of trouble, and he has still the ninety eight ninety nine mile per hour fastball that he can go to to get people out. But his 98, 99-mile-per-hour fastball is straight as hell. And I think it was Hunter Dozier turned that shit around really quickly in the second inning. It was, you know, you throw a fastball that straight, Major League Baseball players will turn around, even if they are Royals. And Hunter Dozier is a decent hitter himself. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. Just I need more. still has that same problem of – not finishing off an inning, having one troublesome inning like he had in the, when he was starting the sixth inning, didn't get anybody out, and then left all that meat on the bone, and then got the inherited runner scored. So it was fine because they came out with the victory, but for him, this is our third starter. This is going to be the White Sox third starter. If they go to the playoffs and they're in a best-of-three series – they're going to need him to close that game out. And that's not very promising. Not at all. I don't like it where he's kind of this, you know, he's got a good, the numbers look good. The wins and losses look good. And the ERA is steady before this game. But if you look at that FIP, fielding independent pitching, it's up in the sixes or sevens. So a correction is going to come eventually. Luckily, this is a short season, so it might not come uh, it might not matter very fast. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not go Matt Lato's fast. Yeah, <laughs> but it's gonna come if there was enough season to be to be a correction there. I was listening to the radio broadcast tonight when I was driving around, and, and DJ Darren Jackson was was pointing out that maybe that they should switch up the game plan for Dylan Sees. Maybe he should come out and establish the breaking stuff more earlier in the count and get in a rhythm with that to set up the fastball later on in the game because, you know, he, yeah, he throws 99 and it's got some movement to it, but, you know, guys can can eventually tee that up a little bit. So I, I thought that was a good analysis by him, just, you know, sort of just mixing up the game plan. And it, what, what he did tonight was fine, like you said, but I need more, man. It, well, it's September now. I need more. I need, I need you deeper in those games. You, your bullpen out there is getting killed every night. So, I mean, it's time to step up now, Dylan, and, and go deeper into these ball games. And I don't know if it's uh, just the leash the White Sox have on him because he's kind of been hovering around that 90-pitch plateau. Uh, I think he was at 96 pitches tonight. So, yeah, I need uh, I need a little bit more than that going forward here. But overall, I'm not going to lose any sleep over his outing tonight because he put them in a position 
uh, to win the ball game, and he got a nice night of run support from his offense tonight. We had two RBI from Tim Anderson, an RBI from Moncada, solo shot from Encarnacion, three RBIs from Abreu, and then uh, that Luis Robert thing happened again. <laughs> What, what, I mean, what did you think of just, that? What did you think of that home run? Oh God! Should, like, we, should, we, should we play it? Let's play it and react to it after. Well, this is where Luis wants to be. He's got a pitcher who's not hitting his spots behind in the count, and Ricky Renteria looking for more, realizing that you can never have too many, and that the Royals never give up against the Sox. Oh Ooh. boy, there it is! <laughs> Way out of here. Oh, staircase shot. Bring him home. There's that hanging slider on a tee. He had him exactly where he wanted him and got one that he could handle. We've been waiting for him to pull the ball and see just how far he could hit it. And it's a long way. That's probably 450, 455, something along those lines. 458. A hanging slider, Ford home run replay, a 2-0 pitch. Don't make a mistake behind this man. He can torch it. That is a bomb. And Newberry had a tough night. Luis Robert is very much like a Midwestern thunderstorm. One minute, blue sky. Next minute, there goes the neighborhood. Life as a pitcher shouldn't be so rough. You hear the sounds of cream in the background? Yeah, Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, that Kansas City uh, uh, DJ there uh, playing some jams. I heard him play some Gangstar as well, or her. I don't know for sure. But so we have the comps of right-handed Barry Bonds, Roberto Clemente, Mike Trout, and now a literal thunderstorm (laughs) for Luis Roberts. Man, that thing was crushed, and that was one of those, you know, just – yeah, you're sitting in your chair. You know, I was in my chair in the basement by myself, and you're just yelling, "Oh my god!" with no one else around. That was quite a bomb tonight from Lou Bob. Yeah, I'm glad uh, Courtney wasn't here at the time because usually she's studying right like five <laughs> feet away from me, and usually just looking at the computer screen. And I'm looking at the TV, and it's the other day when Luis Robert hit that home run, I was yeah. Just jumped up real quick, and then I did the same today. But you know, no one's here. Neighbors are probably like, "What the fuck is going on?" Oh yeah, the White Sox are on, um, because they, they could just time that out. Like my yells and my screaming and talking to myself about the game, and telling them like, "Hey, get on back there! I'm doing still the Hawks stuff. Get on back there!" Yelling, <laughs> I'm an idiot. That, that one, no getting on back there. Yeah, so that's why I love to watch on replays, and I've watched this minimum fifty times, and you guys think i am exaggerating i've literally watched this video 50 times plus so i see the pitcher newberry he was filthy the other day then Luis murders that ball and you see newberry just drop his head and he knows it's gone he doesn't need to look back the catcher sees the ball getting crushed right when he sees the ball getting launched into orbit, he like walks away in disappointment. I don't know (laughs) where he's going. And then nobody, I don't mean anybody moved. Like the third baseman didn't move. Alex Gordon stood there and just stood silent. And it was the funniest thing in the world. I was like, God damn, he hit those stairs. I was like, I've been on those stairs visiting the, the Royals hall of fame. It's excellent up there. 
And that catcher walking away just reminded me of that uh, Bodie Grand Slam where Matt Wieters pretty much did the same thing. He knew it was gone right when the ball was hit, and he just, like, walks away. But, like, there was still game to be played in Kansas City tonight. I know why Matt Wieters walked away, because the game was over. But the catcher was just funny as hell. He's like, oh, God, this guy <laughs> just hung that. And this, how did this guy hit this ball so damn far and hard? I hope no uh, Royals memorabilia was was destroyed up there in the Hall of Fame after that ball was clanking around out there. That that's a long ways up there, and that and the Royals Hall of Fame is actually it's actually really nice. So I really hope I genuinely hope that nothing was destroyed up there. Oh, really great ballpark! If you haven't been, folks, like we <laughs> told you with the Negro League Museum, Kansas City is an underrated city itself, and then that Royals Hall of Fame, Kauffman Stadium. Everything about Kansas City, I enjoyed when I've gone there multiple times. And yeah, if they ruined a, what, a Kevin Seitzer bobblehead, it's fine. <laughs> They'll find another one. Some Frank White or Mark Gubisa paraphernalia out there was destroyed. Wouldn't we get a Billy Butler <laughs> bobblehead? I, like, I still have immediately, mine. Immediately turned that around. I was like, you did. My $20 you, you, sold it to, you sold it to a man at that, at that game that night. I, I held on to mine because I'm a sentimental biatch, and I'd like to look at it and be like, oh, even though you know it's not prominently displayed here, but I have it still. Oh God, it's in my attic. It's probably melted. Um, <laughs> but I like it's to hold on to things. Hits off of all your white socks things. <laughs> yeah, up there too. my Carlos Rodon bobblehead up there. It's get, you know, it's getting knocked around. Uh, my Chris Sale bobblehead counter. You know, it's up there too. But, but yeah. So you know, we'll we'll be back to wrap this thing up and preview. Friday's pitching matchup after a word from Postmates. Hey, when you guys need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Postmates it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses, and track your delivery in real time. And now, for a limited time, Postmates is going to give our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code LOCKEDON. And LOCKEDON White Sox is also brought to you by our friends at Indeed. Hey, can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business certainly did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. 
Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash MLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash MLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right. Wrapping it up here, White Sox winners tonight. They move to a half game behind the Indians for first place in the Central. Taking a look at Friday's pitching matchups for the Sox and Royals. It's going to be for the White Sox. Dane Dunning will take the bump and search for his first Major League victory. He's got a nice, cool 2.89 earn run average, 14 strikeouts on the young season for him. He's going up against Brady Singer, who looked pretty good the last time the Sox saw him. He's 1-3 with a 5.19 earn run average on the season. I'm excited to see Dane Dunning. It's Dane Night in America Part 3. I can't wait. And before I get going on that Friday night game, I just want to give credit to Timmy Anderson. He's in the lead for the batting championship again. He's got the lead for runs. Jose Abreu's got the lead for RBIs. It's like 2019 again for those guys, but actual good team behind them. So kudos to them keeping it going on Thursday night. But for Friday night, that's my man. You know my man, Dane Dunning. If all goes well and he pitches a good outing on Friday night, he can usurp. He can jump over uh, Dylan Cease as the third best starter on this team. And right now, even with only two games to sample, I think he's a better pitcher than what uh, Dylan Cease has shown us this year, and it might be you know real early. And guys are like, "Hey, he's only faced this guy, this team, and I think he faced the Royals last week." And you saw what happened today with Dylan Cease facing the Royals. Didn't look sharp. Didn't look great. I'm looking for Dane Dunning to get through six innings tomorrow, looking good, three earned runs or less, and then take over that third starter spot in the rotation. That's what I'm looking for in the car and the White Sox to hit Mr. Singer really hard. Absolutely. We'll be back to wrap it up uh, tomorrow night. We'll, we'll return for our final episode of the week until the Mailbag Monday edition, which is already going to be another rip-roaring edition of Mailbag Monday. How can they get a hold of us for said episode, Herbie? They can email us at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Uh, send your questions, your suggestions. Doesn't have to be about baseball or the White Sox. A lot of people have taken advantage of other subjects, and we'll try to answer them if they're good. Make them funny, and we'll definitely answer them on our Mailbag Monday edition. So for Chris Tannehill, follow him at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter. And the show is at LockedOnSocks on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you for joining us. 11-6 was the victory and was my birthday. Still is. I'm still alive. <laughs> so thank you for joining us on Locked on Socks.